0: Hey, how are you?
1: Hi, good, how are you? I'm
0: doing really good.
1: Nice to meet
0: you. Me, Yeah, it's very nice to meet you too. I was very excited for this call. I was very, very excited. Yeah, me too,
1: man. It was so cool to find you. I guess you found me or I found your- I, yeah,
0: well, you. Well, I think you, you followed me and then I I just like clicked it and I, and I saw that you're based in Edmonton. And I was like, yeah. wait, wait, what? And then I looked more into your stuff and I was like, whoa, this is... like You have to understand, I know you probably don't know much about me, but you have to understand, I literally... Like literally 60 to 70 hours a week of my life is like yeah. entrenched in languages uh-huh. I have not I mean from what I've seen like on yeah. your Instagram anyway I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who, who who treats language teaching the way you do and I was very yeah. fascinated to talk to you about it
1: cool cool well I'm glad you reached out and uh, yeah I'm glad to talk to you about this because you know this is my
0: passion too I've dedicated my whole life to it so. that's so crazy I, I've never met another language person close to close to home not. Oh. I mean, not, I mean, I've met people who are learning languages, but not someone who goes like, oh, I like languages, I work in that, I teach it, and, do, and really, yeah. I, I met a lot of teachers, but I've never met someone who's, who's, who, and again, maybe I'm way off base, but just based on what I saw on your Instagram, like, you're you're yeah. doing stuff that's that's different, yeah. very different. Thanks,
1: nice, man. Thanks.
0: Yeah, like, how, t- tell me, tell me your story.
1: Holy shit, where do I start? <laughs> are you going to bleep that out? <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, I was born in Bucharest. Okay. Uh, Romania. Yeah. And then I moved uh, to Edmonton when I was in grade two, mm-hmm. grade, grade three, grade two. Um, and then, yeah, so I had to learn English as a second language, right? Mm. And then I started learning French in school and discovered I really loved languages, right? And uh, I continued with Spanish. Um, I did my, my Bachelor of Arts um, in Romance languages. So I did like a major in Spanish and a, a minor in Italian and French. Okay. And then I realized, okay, Spanish is is my favorite, let's say. Well, cool. now they're pretty much equal. But back then, I decided it was my favorite. I was also trying to, like, seduce some, some people in Spanish. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's forget about that. Okay, but so I fell in love with Spanish the most. So I decided to do a, to do a master's in Spanish. Okay. Um, so I did that at the University of Alberta again. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I I took three years away from academia, and I went to Italy to go teach there. So that was great. So for a year, I taught in Bologna, Italy, and I taught English there and some Spanish and um, in junior high schools and high schools a bit all over around Bologna. And then I came back and I was like, holy shit, like, I want to start a language education business here because Hmm. I really liked the way I had a really young boss in Bologna. Like, she was so amazing. Like, she was barely 30 and she was running these huge... um, association she calls it the cultural association for interactive learning okay and so i learned through so much through her and doing everything she just put me in a whole bunch of different situations and Mm -hmm. learned a lot and then i realized yeah edmonton is a place that um where people love languages i think um we're very multilingual and people just travel a lot so I realized there's a lot of, like, demand for language classes, right? Mm. Especially for for Spanish and French, even Italian. Like, there's quite a bit of Italian heritage speakers that kind of want to relearn the heritage tongue. So that's how that started. And then I, you know, I decided to go back for a PhD. And so I'm working um, with uh, Dr. Olenka Bilash, and she's at the University of Alberta. And she's, like, you know, the second language expert. Like, she is the most amazing person I've ever 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 met like one day you should just come to Edmonton just so you can meet her so I can introduce mm. you to her um she's um close to the end of her career I mean she's done a lot but I think she's nearing nearing 65 already okay um but she decided to take me as as her student so I've started that that's my newest thing I guess and just trying to balance you know my business with with academia now which is a whole different right. kind of ball game you know
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, what about you? Tell me about you. Um, so I let's see. I started liking languages probably when I was like 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. I used to be pretty neutral towards them. Yeah. I wasn't like in love with them. Like it was just kind of a thing cuz I in my fat with at home I speak Gujarati.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and then I went to French immersion school.
1: Nice.
0: And then I when I was in four, when I was 15 years old, I went to France on a 3-month exchange trip. Um, and when I came back, I found that my French was obviously a lot better. And all of a sudden, you know, French class was really easy, when in the past it was like... I don't know if it was hard, but it wasn't easy. Like, it was challenging enough, right? Like, it took mental effort. And then all of a sudden, French was like... Like, just easy. It just wasn't hard anymore. (laughs) I was like, whoa, this is super weird. I went to France for three months, now I'm back, and all of a sudden I'm just sitting here like... I just get it. It's just... I was like, this is so weird. And then I was yeah. like, um, I had to pick an option in high school, like, I had to pick another option class and I picked Spanish. Yeah. So I started Spanish in high school. Nice. Liked Spanish, enjoyed it, um, found yeah. it fun. I, I similar yeah. to you, also did a, a language major. So I did French, yeah. double major French and Spanish.
1: Nice, nice. So similar nice. to you in
0: that sense, except yeah. at U of, U of C, not U of A. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, I graduated, it would have been uh, about three, a little, uh, well, three and a half years ago, roughly, in 2014. Nice. Um, and then I started to learn Mandarin about three and a half years ago actually right at, right when I graduated right. I started to learn Mandarin. And right. it's funny because I so for work, I used to run a window cleaning business of okay. all things. So from the age of 18 to about I'm 25 now so uh, 18 to like uh, what have been like 24. I ran yeah. a window cleaning business. So no time. So it was like my. Sum, it was like part-time during the school year in university. Yeah. Full-time in like May to August during the break.
1: Yeah.
0: And then when I graduated, it was like full-time, full-time for a couple of years.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, two years. And then uh, last, so September of 2016, I stopped doing that. I traveled yeah. to China. Yeah. Uh, mostly China, but also Taiwan, a little bit in Spain, li- a little bit in Morocco, but mostly China. Yeah. And a little bit in the States too, actually. I was gone for about traveled for roughly three probably four months but a little bit was back and forth i travel one place come back travel come back but call it four months i was not in town all that not too too much three four months yep yep um and then kind of february march of this year i was like well you know i'm not running the window cleaning anymore i've been bumming around the house and traveling i should probably get back to work (laughs) yeah um and then i started i originally i just started to just tutor just part-time just you know french spanish english um and I was, to be honest, I was a little bit not confident that I could like work for myself and make a living mm-hmm. for myself. I wasn't sure if I could do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though I did window cleaning for six years, like oh, it's a different thing. It's like a different business. I don't know if I could do it. Am I good enough? And I still right. kind of have those doubts a little bit, but less than before. Right. Um. So I started with that, and then it was going well. It's like oh, finding students, finding students, started to do more and more and more. And now it's just my full time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: half my life is
1: Fantastic. like
0: teaching, yeah. and half my life is like. Social media. Nice. So, YouTube and posting yeah. daily vlogs and Instagram and Snapchat, Snapchat, and, Snapchat and, and blogs Facebook. and podcasts and so
1: this yeah, kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, I, I just, right before I Skyped you, I looked at uh, one of your videos on, on Facebook. It's like, damn, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's, <laughs> it's all about the, the pushing out content on social media. That's yeah. how you get to people nowadays. That's yeah. 100% it. So, that's why I decided to pump. You know just do at least one little post a day on instagram mm. at least but it's it's crazy who you can find
0: out there just who's i saw kind of... your i saw your instagram post about the the guy doing um the spoken word oh and yeah and spanish well, it was a few it was two or three different people but i the first yeah. one was like the guy did like spanish english and yeah. was it just spanish english no i think there's a third one a third one wasn't there
1: uh, spanish english i think he added it um, a few words from other languages, but I didn't pick them up. I think maybe Hindi or something. I wasn't sure. So
0: he's learning those languages? He's like, what's his, Is he fluent? Is he...
1: Yeah, like he, Anton is pretty, so he grew up bilingual French-English, but he learned Spanish. And so he tries to like really push himself to write in these different languages, which I really admire, right? I'm all, mm-hmm. I'm all about that, yeah. like creative, like actual creative content in the languages you're learning. That's what fascinates me. So, so I connected with him and um and he's also still he's doing his PhD at University of Alberta as well. Mm-hmm. Um, great community up here. You should really come up here one day. Um
0: Well, I I would be you know, I I'm out of town for a little bit, but um yeah. I want I'd be very interested to come and check out even to see your I don't know if your office, your workspace, whatever you call it studio i don't really know what you call it but it'd be super cool to come check it out because so what how do you i'm very curious um how do you so backstory my my big thing when it comes to teaching like my biggest thing is i need to understand like how my student learns and i have to figure out what we have to do to make that work so whether it's so some students just really want something pretty traditional like what you might do in school something relatively traditional but actually a surprising amount would um less or more than i thought excuse me and yeah. then I, like, for example, I just, just finished a lesson prior to this one. We had a huge breakthrough. I didn't even know this. He's super, I think he's pretty gifted musically. Okay. And, you know, it actually, for him, it works way more to be, it seems to work way more and he's way more interested in learning through music. So for okay. me, my big thing is trying to figure out, you know, trying to re- reverse engineer the students and figure out what I need to do differently to help them Life. learn fastest. Like, Life. how do you teach through arts? I'm very curious. what Like, what yeah, do
1: you do? Yeah, for sure. Um... By the way, you remind me a lot of this guy named Gary Vee. Have you heard of him?
0: Uh, yeah, actually. Welcome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, just when you said reverse engineering the student. It oh, really? Say, yeah, that's Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks a lot about huh. that. Uh, fantastic. No, okay, so teaching through arts. Um, Yeah, something that passions me so much. Because I think people have kind of a false notion of of creativity, like who is creative? Like, I'm not creative, I don't do art, I don't whatever, and so I try to really break through that at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, because I think every human being is creative, right? And and whether you you like music, or painting, or poetry, or whatever it is, there is something in you Mm -hmm. that's creative, absolutely. So um, so when you kind of adopt that as a methodology, of course, you have to know the students and what they're into and and what they desire, for Mm -hmm. example... Of course, adults especially love grammar. They love explicit grammar instruction and, and sometimes we have to give that to them because they, they love that. But you know I try to push them to think of language in, in, in new ways, right not just grammar and vocabulary because a lot of it is culture and um, you know the nonverbal aspects of, of communication, which you can get really um, interesting you can get to it in an interesting way through the arts, right? Um, so, through teaching content, like I was telling you, mm-hmm. the approach that I'm studying that I use is CLIL, so Content and Language Integrated Learning.
0: Okay. So
1: that means that um, the goal is really, it's not to teach about language. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm your French teacher and I'm going to teach you about the French language, mm-hmm. and about the Francophone cultures. It's more like you are going to learn meaningful content that interests you
0: but the medium is in french
1: the medium is French from the very get-go you know and it's and it's so difficult because when you start with a beginner class right people expect you know to learn the alphabet right and they learn you know the basic stuff they assume we're gonna learn but i don't really do that i I contextualize it in a whole different way um of course getting to know the students and their interest of uh, from the get-go but also just contextualizing um, it in a in a cultural, literary, artistic, mm-hmm. scientific yep. uh, way, musical way, and I find that it it keeps students more motivated because mm-hmm. I feel like context and content working together like that really like makes students understand like wow okay language is used in the real world for so many things like, yep. functions and and especially the creative functions so it's really empowering for students to to be able to create like a video or a painting or a song or, you know, a book in the second language. That's, like, a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a little bit about um, what I do. But I, I feel where you're coming from. Like, it's, it's a tough balance of getting to know your students and what they um, need and require and think mm-hmm. the, the, way, the way that they think they learn and also the way that you know from second yes. language research that things can work even better for them, yes. right? So that's where I'm at. Well, so. it's like
0: trying to balance what they think they need versus yeah. what, or even like what they what versus. they wa- not even what they think they need some some of them what they want, yeah. Versus what they actually, if they really wanted to acquire the language, what they'd actually need.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. So
0: like I have students who not too many of them, but I have some students who, um, initially would say, oh, I want to learn the language because of I want to learn the language, like I want to be able to speak <laughs> it and listen, and I, I just want to know, and I want to be able to, to travel and not have to worry. But when yeah, you look at their totally. actions, what they really want is they just want to be doing well in their tests, at school.
1: That's right. Right. Yeah. And so
0: what happens is that it's it's, it's a very I've had I'm not getting I'm getting good at seeing that faster than I used to, and I'm yeah. getting good at addressing it, not in a bad way, but doing hey, you told me you want to be good at speaking and listening and everything, <laughs> your actions are saying you want to pass your tests. I'm actually weirdly okay with doing whatever the heck you want to do. You want to go. Okay. Yeah. but I need to know because I'm gonna want I'm gonna try and teach you differently if what you what you if I'm trying to help you really learn it then right. if you want to pass your test and then it's really interesting yeah. to see where that goes some of them go yeah. I really want to learn and some go actually it's it's funny you say that I actually probably do care more about passing tests and yeah. then it's it's like okay great everything literally just goes to hacks like okay. Your teacher is giving you multiple choice. When you're looking at multiple choice, how do you just know that A and D are wrong? How do you know that without actually understanding anything about Spanish or French or whatever?
1: Yeah.
0: Just like reading it, logically, how do you figure out that, oh, these have to be wrong? Like, how do you, and like test hacks and like, now it's not language related. Now you're teaching how do you reverse, again, reverse engineer (laughs) your class and your teacher? That's right. Like, can we understand your teacher and your class? So you can go get an A, and... That's right. It's a, it's
1: a whole it's, other it's a, skill set to pass the test, you know. It's a whole other ballgame.
0: <laughs> that's how I played school. I didn't... Because when I was in university and everything, um, you know, they... I mean, for it depends on the class, but a lot of the classes, they're not really teaching language, and I didn't like them. So I'd go, okay, how am I getting a B-plus in this class? What do we have to do Right. <laughs> to just that's get third. this mark and just be done? And I... Yeah. You know what I mean? So...
1: Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, I think, and and there's a lot, if we're talking about schools now and universities, there's a, a big gap between the way that we teach, so at the University of Alberta, we taught with a task-based language teaching approach, sure. or communicative language yep. teaching, but the way we tested, you know, um, <laughs> It was still a lot of like fill in the blanks and, and conjugations and things. So I think there's a lot of catching up in the field of assessment mm-hmm. because we need to be able to to do like a communicative test for students yeah. if, we're, <clears> if that's what we're preaching. So
0: yeah,
1: that's tough. It's tough. It? All this balancing work we do for sure. So yeah. your business is your full time gig? Uh, what's that? It's
0: your full time gig or is it part time with your PhD? Yeah.
1: So the, the PhD is full time. Yeah. And they also gave me a teaching appointment there. So I just taught um, a course for uh, teachers about to go on their practicum for second languages. So they were going to teach, I guess they are now in classrooms, teaching uh, French, Spanish, Japanese, Ukrainian, Cree, um, ESL, ASL, Mandarin. Interesting. So really, really great. <clears throat> so now um, I'm sure Calgary has very similar bilingual programs, right? For uh,
0: yeah, we have French. We have a French, we French immersion, and then you can also find Mandarin bilingual, Spanish bilingual, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think those are it. But there might be others too. But there's definitely yeah, those I'm ones. I'm sure
1: there are. Yeah, yeah, there's like Polish and Ukrainian and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm very excited to, for them to put into practice. I guess what I've taught them in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So that was very exciting. So that is that pretty much <laughs> took. You know, I wasn't able to do. I put a lot of things through my business on hold. Um, for those two months, because it it was an intensive course, and I had to do just that essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good mix. It's all related to language, which I love, right? Um, so we'll see. Like once I finish this PhD, you know, I could go on and, and teach. My ideal dream is to teach teachers how to better teach languages. Like, you know what I mean? Teacher ed. Yeah. So. That's the ideal dream. But I know, you know, the the chances of me getting tenure track, uh, statistically speaking, are very low. So that's why I'm still keeping my business going. Just, you know, even as an awareness tool, like on Instagram, because I'm aware of the fact that when I finish this doctorate, I might just start that up again, right? And mm-hmm. see where that goes. So,
0: so is it that, on hold currently or it's just part time currently?
1: So it's not all on hold. Like, I guess for September, October, it kind of was. Mm-hmm. Um I kept a few private classes going and Skype because, you know, Skype is so easy, State right? You, just, you can be like in your pajamas, like from here down. It's no big deal. Um, but group classes, I wasn't able to run. So usually I do um, my Spanish and art and French and art classes. I rent uh, spaces at the Art Gallery of Alberta. I rent yep. their studio spaces. Yep. I wasn't able to do that this fall so far. So we'll see where the next months go. I'm thinking of renting a new studio space uh, and, and combining creative writing workshop with art. Cool. Um, in French, Spanish, and Italian. So that's going to be my new project. Nice. I can't wait to get that started.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. Super cool. So
1: you mostly teach on Skype? or also no, like. No, I have do Facebook mostly. Or?
0: I probably do a good sixty. Uh, I'd have to look at it, but roughly 60, 65, 70 percent in person, and then some on Skype.
1: Yeah. So, that's
0: awesome. I used to do more Skype, then I got tired of sitting in my house all day. Oh so yeah, I, was like, oh, I don't right,
1: want to yeah. do this anymore. So I still I used do, to it do it a though. Ton, but... Sorry. Go ahead. I used to do it like a ton of, um, like 2015 to like I guess 2017. I did a ton of like private, um, like one on ones, and also just like private group. Yeah. But man, I got so tired. Like I know Edmonton is just like Calgary in the sense that our city so spread out. So I was just yeah. driving from neighborhood to neighborhood all day yeah. long, and I was like so exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to. To have more, to rent more space where people come out to me rather than me go
0: out to them. Yeah. I yeah. usually go to the library. i help either, one of two things. They meet three options. Meet in a library. We do it on Skype. Third option yeah. is I have, I've recently, probably a few weeks ago, hired a couple of tutors. Oh, that nice. That will travel to different locations. But even them, like, I, I'll never, I mean, maybe I'll change it. But as of right now, I don't make them drive around. I'll be like, hey, you're going to be drive here, and you're there for an hour or two. Like, you're not going to be driving right, there, yeah. then here, then there, then over there, then here, then there, right, so... Yeah,
1: that's right. Nice, so, nice. Good for you. Like, hiring <laughs> teachers is a big
0: step. Yeah, it's just... Well, it's just more relief. I mean, there's not... They barely... They don't do much. Like, it's 99% me. Mm-hmm. It's more... Because I, I also, um, like, without going crazy, like, numbers here, but, yeah. like, you... It, to... to Scale a uh, language teaching business through tutors yeah. is just ugly. There's a lot of people and there's not a lot of money that you make off of them.
1: I I feel you, homie. I feel you. 100%, so you know?
0: <laughs> I would much rather I was thinking on it, I decided my I would much rather have small groups that I run. Right. I take everything. But if I get someone who doesn't fit into like a group center that I have, I can pass it off to a tutor. Like and that. I don't make that much money on it. Now I make nowhere near, like, I make a quarter, if that, of what, maybe less than that, of what I normally would on it. But mm-hmm. at least it's not better than zero. And then maybe I can get them back to a group later, like, then it still keeps the door open. So 99% is still me. But, like, for example, I'm in Toronto next week. This right. End of this week and next week. So I had a, someone off my YouTube who hired me to fly down and work with them, which is super cool. That's I know. And so but then while I'm gone, like some like some of my students need to like be taught, so I have yes. tutors that can take them as like a substitute. So
1: Perfect. Yeah. That's a great backup for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So no, you you're you're heading towards amazing big things here. I can see it. I mean especially with the social media thing, like you can you can move towards even more passive income that you get through a course that you create online or something, you know? Yeah. There's a the potential for that is huge.
0: It's so funny. Everybody, t- like, literally, you're, everyone tells me that. I don't know why I fight against that. I'm really weird. Why? So I'm, I'm stubborn. Right. And then people, well, I'm, I'm just stubborn. Like, I like to just do what I think. And if, it, if, okay. I, didn't, if I didn't think of it, what happens that people tell me? <laughs> and it sits in my, no, it, it's a pattern. I, I already know what's going to happen. It sits in my brain yes. for, like, a long time. And I, I don't know how be. long, a year, a month, like, it's just a long time. And then yeah. one day I'd be like, hey, do you know me a really good idea, when I've I'd forgotten <laughs> that people told me, like, hey, do you know have me a really good idea if I make, like, this? And they go, yeah, like, we told you, like, three years ago. Did you really? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's, I don't everything know why, in due but,
1: time. Everything in due time. I don't though. know.
0: Yeah, it's always yeah. Uh, it's always that way, but I'm yeah. very aware that I operate that way. For
1: sure. <laughs> like where where do you personally see yourself um going with this this business you created this this year, right? Yeah,
0: this year. This Year? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know, it's just so for the time being um I I want to keep the one thing that's probably I'm pretty sure um well, let's say this. Uh, for sure, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pushing on my YouTube and my Instagrams and my Facebooks and my podcasts and all that stuff. Um, that's going to I'm going to keep keep pushing on those. Keep keep pushing for new students and just, just keep keep going. I mean, it's really early. It's just like yes. you know, February to now is not even. Yeah. What is that? Seven months. Yeah. Eight months, right? Eight months. Yeah. That's nothing. Like it's a like I I feel like I just started because I was six like six years of my life was window cleaning. Right. Like, hiring window cleaners, hiring managers, hiring salespeople, like, dealing with, like, you know, pr- like, damaged property, dealing with, like, right. people quitting, like, complaints, and then, like, yeah, yeah. travel, like, all every three weeks being on a plane, because I'd be traveling different cities to work with different wow. people working in different places, and just... How
1: did you get into that? Uh, sorry to interrupt. How did you get into that? Um, uh, it's, a, it's,
0: it's a franchise. So I started off as a okay. franchisee
1: yep.
0: for four years. Uh, okay yeah actually plus well, not true three years franchisee yeah one year of franchisee and doing some and doing some things on the full time team that was my last year of university okay. two years of working on the uh, as like a on the on the full time side on the franchise side yeah so i was uh after i don't know the exact dates it's roughly half of a year in a role called a field advisor, which was basically <clears throat> i guess you could say like a, Think of it as, like, a as like a manager for, like, a city, something like that. Roughly okay. a city, maybe a little less, and, um, yeah, give or take, call it. <clears throat> um, weirdly, I was also operating some of the states for some reason. It was kind of an interesting point in the company. but And then I did roughly a year and a half of running just Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, so kind of central, that's western, awesome. central Canada. Yeah. So, six right, that was, so like, my life. Lots, you have
1: lots of business experience. So that's good. Yeah,
0: great. no, it's good. So, that was my life. Like, I probably put more time into that than my school. Damn. Like, or equal amount, I don't know more, but maybe yeah. not more, but a very, like, when I think back, yeah, like, there were, there would be days where I'm, like, in my Spanish or French class, like, doing, like, admin. <laughs> like, if your laptop's open, it's like, what are we talking about? Cervantes? <laughs> <laughs> I might as well pull right, up my that's spreadsheet. <laughs>
1: that's such an interesting story, though, I mean. Yeah. Bro. From window cleaner, business manager yeah. to like polyglot.
0: Yeah. So it's but languages, though, I've always liked. It's not like I just jumped into languages. Around. Like I've always like not always, but a long time. It just made sense. Like,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, it just made sense. It just felt like the right move after. So I feel like the yeah. right thing to get into.
1: Absolutely. But just Are you so like early, incorporated but... down in Calgary? Like, did you? No, anyway? just just me.
0: It's just uh, yeah, just uh,
1: mm-hmm. just me yeah just you cool
0: cheaper for now so i mean i don't yeah it's not no need to incorporate now but yeah
1: maybe in the future sometime
0: yeah yeah cool that's super cool yeah man
1: we should we should collaborate one day you know i'm thinking my my mind's just going crazy with ideas yeah mine too yeah (laughs) can i
0: like just spit out a bunch of them and then you can spit a bunch that have gone through your head
1: yeah okay here's
0: a bunch that i so i would love to do a piece or i come down to your your studio in edmonton uh-huh. And I uh, we do where I where we do like a video of like how you teach and really do a full like expose on it. Wow,
1: that'd be, that'd be super cool. cool. Um,
0: yeah. Also, I would love I do a thing on my YouTube called five minute language chats.
1: Yeah, I
0: bring someone on, we chat. I say five minutes. It's never five minutes.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> um, especially, I think ours will be much longer than five minutes. I'll probably call it like the fifty minute language chat or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but we just Sweet. I love to, a lot of stuff we talk about now. would be cool to talk about. Like mm-hmm. in an actual interview style, like I'm gonna include a lot of this. Like, here, let's do this, let's be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic.
0: So, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there we go. So, um, yeah, it'd be cool to do like an interview, and yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, but I think those would be two things that'd be super cool to do either way. Yeah, man, that's
1: that's really cool. Vice versa. I mean, um, I was I was thinking. Even down, down the line, I mean, mm. not now, because this is yep. crazy. But right now, like this week, I'm organizing an online conference. So it's, okay. it's happening tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yep. It's um, it's related to Ukraine. So it's not really like a, sure. a worldwide thing, but there are people who are going to tune in worldwide. So basically, um, it's all you know about the language situation in Ukraine and the whole huge mess that's happening there?
0: I'm like a headline reader on it, so I'm not an expert, like, generally, yeah. overall. Yeah, so but you
1: have, like, a general idea, yep. like Just- Russia, like... You know, um, there was a huge process of Russification, so mm-hmm. many Ukrainians are bilingual or yep. they they speak Russian as a first language and uh, and and yet they still consider themselves Ukrainian yep. so so we have this big online conference, so people are like you know submitting their presentations to me, and I have to do a whole lot of work to make them into videos and all this stuff. so in the future, like you know how they have those polyglot conferences like I've never gone to them, but there was that one in Montreal, yeah I, I went to Spain, that one. Did you go to the one yeah, in Montreal? I did. Yeah, yeah, I think you, I saw that. So I don't know. I think they brought out Crashin, which I was like, "Damn, yeah. I can't believe I missed Crashin." Smart dude. Crashing. Smart That's dude. Freaking amazing. So, so yeah, I was thinking we could one day do like a like an online conference or even something for Alberta. You know, there's nothing like that in our province. Um, yeah. Cool. So some, somewhere down the line, I'm thinking yeah. big, but but it's doable with today's technology. I mean, everyone could. Yeah, very Sub- Submit a 15-minute video of them talking about something that passions
0: them. So, yeah. Are you going to LangFest uh, next year in Montreal?
1: So when exactly is it?
0: Uh, August. I have the dates, but I don't know. I can find them quickly. Uh, is it August? Yeah. It's but, you uh, know, July, August. Here we go. It's the... So? Oh, here it is. 24th, 25th, 26th of August.
1: Oh, Okay, that's actually pretty good. I think I can definitely make it out to that. 24, 25, 26. Unless I'm in Europe, I think I can I think I can come to that. Cool. Um and I love Montreal, so any chance to get down there is great. Good. And then I heard, yeah, there's that other one like in in freaking Slovenia like in October, 5th,
0: 6th. Oh, 6th next year.
1: Yeah, October.
0: Uh of next year. yeah, I think so. i yeah, there's <laughs>
1: So I like to make it out to that too, but damn, that's
0: far. <laughs> that's far. It's a little more expensive. Yeah,
1: it's so expensive.
0: But yeah, it'd be great to meet out all all these people that have been like following on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No, it is cool. It is it is really it's just it's weird, uh so when I went, there's a couple like there's a couple of people that I knew were going that followed me. Yeah. Uh, and some of them I didn't know, like some people like there's one probably maybe one or two people who walked up and said, Oh you're Azrin. And I was like, Oh, you're so and so oh cool, I didn't know. it's really funny because, like, it's super weird to see people in person that you follow because they know so much about you. Yes. And you might not know anything about them. (laughs) So they'll ask you questions like, oh, how's your sister? How is her? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I didn't tell you. Oh, right. I talked, right? Of course. I did tell you, like, indirectly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's so funny. Who was, like, the biggest highlight for you over there?
0: Um. The biggest... So... The reason I went was for networking purposes. Mm-hmm. So the biggest highlight was that I got to meet some pretty cool people, and I'm so I'm, I'm volunteering at Langfest next year. Right. Nice. I'm actually well, I'm working on some like I'm working on some stuff this year for next year as a volunteer. Good, stuff. Good stuff. And then I also um, recent why well, was volunteering with Link. Do you know Link or no. Linku? No. It's like a, it's like an app. It's like a language learning app. Actually, you know Steve Kaufman? No. No. He's nope. a he's a big name in like language learning. Um, what's, what's his name? Steve Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah, so I was I was volunteering with them uh, for a couple of what have been at least a couple of months at least. And oh then, yeah,
1: he wrote the linguist. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So was for a couple of months, I was volunteering on their Instagram, um, running their Instagram. Yeah. Um, recently, we were, we were chatting, and um, I'm going to be doing some part time work for them. Nice. Um, in some different areas not on their instagram they are we're moving away from that but they want there's some other things that they feel like I can help with and I feel like I can help with so just part-time nothing crazy but um yeah. so yeah like I think some of so the big things are like I I've, there's I went for networking purposes and um I got to meet some cool people and got some things in the works that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone so fantastic that's so
1: good I mean yeah. that's how you build these connections like real human human
0: connections. yeah i know it's true so yeah good stuff anyway i have to cut this i have to cut this here because i i have to teach in about half a little under half an hour so i have to go drive and get ready and everything
1: yeah sounds great you have a good time
0: okay see you later bye
1: and talk to you later Bye. Bye -bye.
0: bye straight fire it's amazing guys i love that it's uh it's it's really interesting for me when you uh when you're talking to someone and who who really when you're talking about languages and you're like they get it they get it they get it like you're on the same wavelength and you're like yeah I, I, you're smart you understand you understand it cuz most people most people who teach a lot of people that teach that i meet don't get it they're not they they do, do they do not understand language education that is not their forte that's not you know they just not they don't get it and what's what's fascinating this is going to be a really weird direction but i want to take it in this direction um i uh, how do I phrase this? I, I, I don't consume a lot of language learning content. I don't do my, I don't like read research papers. I don't watch really any videos. I don't really follow anyone that closely. I don't like, I just don't Right. I, I'm, I just, a lot of it just comes from my own brain. It's just natural. It's in me. Like I'm just so entrenched. A lot of it comes to me and it's so fascinating to hear stuff that reflects exactly what I believe, but is based on science. So when she taught, when the talked about the I think it was CLIL or CLIL, the content learning integration, I don't know what it was, and I was reading about it while we we're talking, and I was like, yep, 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 exactly, like I, I believe this, I, I, this is the core element of what I do when I teach, like I teach, through, look at my Instagram, like I teach through drawing sometimes, I'll teach through, you know, like making a video, I'll teach through something else, I use something else as the medium while I'm teaching a language, it's something I just do because it works, right, it works so well, And it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's cool to see that when there's like a, there's like a, there's actual theories about stuff that I just do, not because I read about it and wanted to do it, but just because it's my natural state to go, oh, I think that will work. And it's funny, right? Because I feel like the second I hear about these studies, I feel like if I did a little bit more research and I actually spent time on the research side, I'd be like on fire. Like I would really take off in terms of my teaching skill. Um, because if I did that, I feel like I'd be aware of certain little things that I'm maybe I'm already unconsciously aware of, but not consciously aware of that. If I was consciously aware of, I could do it because I know about it, but I don't know. It's just not my, I don't know. I just don't feel like doing the research it doesn't feel natural to me. So I'll just keep going as I, as I do. And ah, that was amazing guys. Straight fricking fire. Amazing stuff. Stoked, super stoked.